journey of a podcast, a relationship, a story, an epic saga, a plan, a concept, everything has a kind of beginning, perhaps fuzzy at first, but that which thereafter takes shape becomes vivid, colorful, multifaceted, and then takes wings and soars. Tracy and Amber have produced some of the best online content I have ever heard. And what is fascinating is just how much of themselves, authentically, genuinely, and completely, they put into what they do. The Road to Tarvalon podcast is a staple of my week. I'm so happy that Amber and Tracy took the time to have a chat with me. And we covered so many topics that relate both to themselves and the story, the podcast, how to organize a podcast, and the commitment and attention to detail, and so much, so much, so much more. Sorry, Amber, I couldn't resist. Thank you both, and I look forward to the next opportunity. And oh, by the way, I've also added a bit of unscripted stuff to the end of the podcast, and I hope you enjoy that too. When we did... And I was so pleased to be on your show. So when Aww. we, yeah, you guys didn't warn me that, you know, when you do this thing, I'm here with my friend, Amber, and then Amber says, I'm here with my friend, Tracy. Yeah. Yep. We do it every I, time. I, I <laughs> every time. Yeah. Which is brilliant. But I, I, I didn't know that that actually, I thought you did that afterwards and you recorded it and you had, yeah, I had, and, and I was listening to this and I thought, Oh shit! What do I say? You know, do I have to keep quiet? <laughs> Maybe next time we'll we'll be better with our directions. <laughs> no, I loved it. It was brilliant to be there in that moment to listen to you because I've heard I've heard you guys say that about what sixty times now, and it's it's just great to be there and witness it live. Now I don't Thanks. think we know what to do if it's not like if right? we don't introduce ourselves, we don't know how to start. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Like until that gets said, it's like, where are we? What are we doing? What's happening? Yeah. Do we have a direction today. Yeah. <laughs> but like once that happens, we then like dive into our outline that we create and get going. And it's just really fun. Mm. But I mean, who who came up with that? for the, like the first time that you did it was was did you plan that or was this another one of your sort of spontaneous <laughs> magic moments it was it was planned but i don't remember how we came to it um i i remember it being we both felt kind of weird being like hi i'm tracy or hi i'm amber uh, no. and i was like what if we just introduce each other and then it was just like and then that is our intro every time. And it's yeah. so nice. It's almost soothing. Like, I, I know I've mentioned it on episodes before. Episodes before I'm like, those are like some of my favorite words <laughs> every week. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the road to Tarvalin. And off we go. <laughs> so good. But if you like meet somebody for the first time and they say, so, okay, so who are you? You say, yeah, I'm here with my friend Amber. Mm-hmm. Um, and you yeah. don't say, I'm Tracy. <laughs> this my is name my friend is, Tracy. With... 
awkwardly from the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was a comfort thing, I think. Yeah, it was. Part of, and I mean, that's another thing that I think is really valuable about, like, working with Amber is that, like, our first episode, she was like, it's just a phone call. It's just a phone call. And, like, kind of keeping that in the back of my mind prevents me from freaking out whenever anything goes public. Well, Tracy has done podcasts before. I had not. So yeah, I think she was initially a lot more comfortable about it than I was. And then, of course, the first time listening to your own voice, it's like, oh, it's so do weird. I really sound like that? <laughs> and then you get used to it. Yeah, you just accept the fact that you have a flat Midwestern accent and you roll with it. (laughs) (laughs) It's so boring. But yeah, there is that initial awkwardness and there's still nerves sometimes kind of depending on what we're doing. But like, there's also kind of a freedom in doing it with Amber. Like, I trust her. So like when something breaks my heart or just makes me so angry I'm just like you know fist shaking in the air and trembling and she's right there with me like or helps calm me down because I need that too (laughs) yeah we definitely had impromptu mornings for you, afternoons for me, phone calls like this happened and I can't <laughs> believe it. <laughs> it was so fun. Luckily, I was going to say, luckily we haven't had any of these accidents where maybe the recording hadn't started, you know, an hour in or something like that. And I've heard Mm -hmm. people talk about that. And I think that's my biggest fear. Same. (laughs) Our stuff is so backed up. Like it's on, it's on an external hard drive. It's on Google drive and there's a copy of it on my computer. Like, and I'm pretty sure Amber probably has copies on her computer that she's worked with as well. So like, I, I am terrified of losing <laughs> any of our files. It's the scariest thing to me. Because you can't recreate it, you know? Like, I don't know. You can definitely come back to conversations over and over again, and we definitely have topics that we're still beating the hell out of. <laughs> and I don't mind. <laughs> But this is also a thing about podcasts, isn't it? I mean, essentially, you're, you're like, you're recording a conversation between two very good friends about a mm-hmm. topic you're both absolutely in love with. And this is something you can revisit every time. And, and I often remember, you know, so many cool evenings I've had with friends. Yeah. And nobody will ever, you know, sort of witness yeah. them again. But here you guys are recording it. When you put yeah. it like that. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, yeah. I think everybody everybody thinks back to moments like that in their life, like that night that this happened and someone said mm-hmm. this and it was the funniest thing that ever happened. And yeah, we're just talking about a really, really long book series and hundreds of characters within this book series. So, I mean, sometimes I wonder, like, am I ever going to get sick of talking about this? Right, <laughs> the same. It's so long that it's, 
I don't know. I, I mean, there are people still talking about this book series how many years after they were released? 30. Yeah. I have the I have the 30th anniversary edition of The Eye of the World. And I oh, like wow. kind of it was it was it was mind bending in a way because I still remembered reading that as a teenager and then I'm like, "Oh my god, it's been 30 years." Damn. Like it just didn't feel like that much time had gone by and I really loved that the book still held up for me. Like from being a teenager to being in my 30s and 40s, it's like stuck with me and it's it's held up. I still enjoy it. I still love it every single time. I still want to talk about it. And I love talking about it with Amber because we both geek out about similar things but catch different things at the same time. So like the appreciation for like what the other person brings to it is like real. You know? It's like, yes, tell me more about cisterns. Yeah. <laughs> It's, it's really strange, too, reading, like, buddy reading. So, like, going mm -hmm. through chapter by chapter with another person. And she'll pick up on things that just kind of whoosh, go right over my head. And it, it's interesting, like, what detective work the other one of us <laughs> is doing. Yeah, I love and, that. I mean, you alternate chapters as well, don't you? So you do mm -hmm. like four chapters at a go mm -hmm. um, and you alternate chapters. And sometimes it's occurred that Amber has read or it's her role to report on a particular chapter, but you <laughs> love that chapter, Tracy. So then you're, oh, but I want to talk about it too. And, <laughs> you know, and, but the thing is, you you never have any of these you know crazy, you know, sort of conflict moments. No, no, I want to talk about you. It's always... It's good tempered. You're always so friendly, and it doesn't sound. Do people like behave this... that way? Am I missing out on something? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. People, I, I tend to find people are quite, uh, yeah, I don't know, antagonistic towards one another, especially over time. But you've been doing this now for over a year. You mm -hmm. had your uh, first anniversary last a couple of months ago in August. Um, yeah, and you, know, you don't have any of these problems, as in, or your editing is fantastic. Uh, either way, I don't know. Hey, <laughs> our editing is fantastic. <laughs> we work very hard on that. Um, I think one of the things that Amber and I have going for us, as far as like our connection is concerned, is we've worked together before. Like that's how we met was through a job. And then realized we had so many similar obsessions about things. And it was just like, we've somehow managed to foster a friendship for over, what, a decade? Easy? It's close to 12 years, I think. Yeah. Like, oh, God, I think about you and Aiden at Lush. Yeah. We, we worked for a company <laughs> that, I don't want to call it a cult, but it's like a cult of soap. Right. <laughs> like soap yeah, cult. totally. <laughs> I was in it. But Tracy's Deep. Tracy's son was just like a little boy at this time. And now he's, I mean, he's a man. He's an adult. It's and so it's just weird. wild. Yeah. So like having had an experience of working with Amber in the past, I knew her work ethic. I knew her charisma and I knew her dedication. And I was like, if we join up, we can do this. And it's going to be so fun. Like... Yeah, we, let's make something. We talked about it. It was, I mean, the pandemic was here and Tracy had mentioned 
missing podcasting. I was mm-hmm. like, we should just do it. And we were thinking, like, what about topics? And I don't remember. I think we had already just been calling each other off and on to mm-hmm. talk about the Wheel of Time because we had caught up after it had been a couple of years since we had talked. And yeah. I had mentioned, oh, I'm just kind of starting this really long book series. <laughs> and the pandemic had started, and I was just trying to keep myself busy. And Tracy was like, 14 books long? And I'm like, 14 books long. And we were, it was like that immediate, like, oh my gosh, we're, we both yep. know exactly what the other person is talking about. And then we yep. were calling each other every week to talk about <laughs> what I had read and mm-hmm. Tracy had started rereading. So yep. we were kind of just like going over all of this stuff and we were like, well, what if we just record these phone calls and do the podcast yeah and that's kind of how it all started yeah and it was so fun like I think part of it being fun was we were like this is such a niche topic like what is our audience size going to be and I mean we we knew the tv show was in production but I mean I don't think it's been until the last month that I've realized the amount of money (laughs) Amazon Prime is throwing into this television series like, oh, my God, it's like 10 million an episode that they're investing into it. So, like, that feels kind of weird because I am seeing what's happening already. Like, there is a – and maybe I'm just, like, living in my own algorithm world. Thank you, Google. But I see a lot of stuff real of time. And, like, I see other content creators' numbers going up and reaching numbers that they haven't they haven't reached before. And, I mean, not to brag or anything. I mean, it's on YouTube as it is. But our reaction video was over 4,000 views in a week. Like, what the hell? And we, what and the we, hell? And we haven't really done YouTube. So we were like, let's no. just, you know, throw this up there and see what yeah. happens. But I think the hype is unreal and it's it's so for me what's going to be so much fun is watching people who have never read the books interpret the tv show on their own and to me that's yeah it's just I don't know like it feels so like quaint and cute and I'm really excited to see how people feel about it that have no Mm -hmm. understanding no knowledge of the books gonna be fun <laughs> i agree i mean i'm still surprised when i i encounter people and i speak to them and i and i mention wheel of time and they're lost you know they look at me quizzically um and i i, I grew up with this so you know th- this for me is extremely personal but you know again Same. isolated you know so i i isolated myself not deliberately but purely because i didn't know anybody so as mm-hmm. i said the last time and tracy you picked up on it in a later episode you know with when i talked with you both that was the first time i'd had a really sort of deep analytical dive into the wheel of time and and i i was i kind of ended the session with you thinking oh that was great um but i was a bit speechless um Mm -hmm. because there's so much that remains unsaid no matter how much you talk about it it's true when you're it's true when you're researching just i mean you can look at a chapter read it and think okay this point right here 
maybe this is a callback to something that happens later or previously and you go down this rabbit hole and you get lost in it and that's just I mean that's sometimes one of the hardest things about preparing for an episode is like oh my god reining yourself in because <laughs> Mm-hmm. You we we usually we usually record for about two hours, and mm-hmm. we've recently kind of tried to like pull it back a little bit just because of the mm-hmm. amount of editing every week. Yeah, and still sometimes like I'll look at the you know look at the clock and be like Tracy, we've got to wrap it up <laughs> quickly. <laughs> and that's why sometimes it's like oh oh and we're done. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, bit, nice chatting. La- last orders at the bar. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But I mean, again, just you know, you mentioned so many different content creators out there, and I, you know, I've listened to yeah a couple others, um, and there are so many that are wonderful. Um, but you, you do have this unique approach, which is just you know the road to Tarvadon, and I don't, you know, I can't necessarily put my finger on all of the the unique elements that comprise what you do but you know we're too near <laughs> do we need the to explain out. that for to people who have no idea what we're talking yeah, about exactly. no no they have to watch the show now or they can come listen to our Taviran episode we did a whole we did a whole episode on plugging our show please do so because it's it's brilliant um and uh, yeah i could I, I would quite happily just uh, continuously reference uh, your your podcast because even if people don't know the book it's so entertaining listening to the way that you do it um so it's clear you guys have so much fun i mean that has to be one of the foundations of of the reason why you keep doing it no yeah yes yeah actually like when things get like stressful and it's like 2 a.m. and I'm just posting <laughs> our episode on Tuesday and it's going to publish like a minute and a half later in Germany and then I'm going to go to bed. Like on moments like that, it can just feel really hard. But we always pull back to the this is for fun. If we're not having fun, if this is hard for us, we need to find a way to adjust it so that that remains our core principle. It's it's fun. It's entertaining. It's compassionate when it needs to be and snarky and downright rude sometimes. I mean, (laughs) we're really nice, but we're not at the same time. I don't think we're rude. (laughs) Oh, yes, we are. I'm talking about to like characters in the books. Mm. Like we have ripped okay. apart yeah. characters in the book. This is true. Like in in our community, like especially our Discord community, no. We are not rude to a single person there intentionally. Text can sometimes be hard. I don't think I've offended anyone yet. No, I I've been It's coming, guys, just yeah. wait. <laughs> Amber's told me off a couple of times because I've posted in the wrong room and um <laughs> I didn't tell you. <laughs> I'm trying to be, yeah, this is this is something that's been a challenge because with the show coming out, there are people on our Discord who haven't finished the book series yet. Yeah. So I have to make sure that any conversation that might potentially lead to a spoiler, maybe, mm-hmm. 
go somewhere else. And the first time I had to tell someone, be like, oh, I'm, I'm going to delete this and you're going to have to rewrite it over here. I'm like, oh, this is like, I don't like this feeling, but it must be done. <laughs> yeah. You're stepping up and protecting people, but it's difficult to do. Yeah. No. Yeah. But I mean, the Discord channel, because I, I only learned about Discord through you. And to be honest, I had to rewind the podcast. Rewind is very 1980s. Um, <laughs> I, I had to click the backward 15 seconds button a couple of times um, to get the actual word discord and then find out exactly what what the mm. hell discord is so then and then it took me ages to actually click the link um and then go into it and you're like oh god hello you're here um yeah but you are really so welcoming and but your discord i mean it is that representative it can't be of other discord communities because everybody is really nice and uh yeah i think respectful i mean do you have experiences of other oh, Discord I agree, channels? I agree with you that. There are some Discord channels that are massive, and we're talking about thousands of members. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. I mean, I, I think ours is like a nice, comfortable size. It's not too mm -hmm. big. But we have people that have been around for almost a year, so it really is just like, oh, hey, like everybody knows this person. And if me mm -hmm. and Tracy aren't there, there's usually another person that kind of jumps in and can be mm -hmm. the welcome wagon if maybe mm -hmm. I'm asleep and Tracy's editing Snakes and Foxes is one of the people that's been on our Discord for a really long time. And he's kind of, yep. yeah, he's really good with that. It's nice, I though. That. We, I mean, we have, we have a woman in our Discord that found out she was pregnant recently. And she's like, I'm letting you guys know. And my family doesn't even know yet. And after she told me that, I was like, oh, my gosh. It's like so much a, a big love fest sometimes. It is. Not to say it's... that it is always like that, because we do have some snarky people on there, too. So, Yeah, but I mean, that's reflective it... of a normal community, isn't it? In many ways. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the other things that I've noticed that I like about our Discord channel is there's a wide range of ages. Like, I don't know if we have anyone in, like, a teenage we, age zone. We could. Maybe. There's, I mean, some people are completely anonymous, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, I know for sure we have, like, from 20s into 50s at least. And I just think that that's so nice because it shows the ability to create connections through this medium of a book series. I mean, yeah, we have plenty of channels that are dedicated to the Wheel of Time, but we also have, like on our Discord channel, we have one dedicated to baking. We have one dedicating to uh, gardening and your yard and green things that grow. We have one that's <clears throat> one of my favorites is Glory to the Builders. Like, and everyone for that one is like pictures of architecture and stuff that you find like as you're wandering around wherever and it's just fun like it allows people to have an expression and a safety that I don't feel is available in social media like I feel like discord is a safe space like our discord I feel like is a safe space um I don't really have a lot of energy to be on anyone else's discord I save it for ours <laughs> like 
I have to have boundaries and taking care of the people in our discord is like a priority. They're wonderful. Mm. I mean, you touched on an important point that one of the things which really draws me into the Twitter of time, um, it's, it's not okay, it's nowhere near as friendly as your Discord channel is, obviously. <laughs> um, <laughs> just to point out. Um, but they they seem to be a lot more, um, how can I say, welcoming than other uh, Wheel of Time communities on different platforms. So again, I haven't experienced these other platforms necessarily, um, but it's just from what I read by some of the comments that other people um, refer to. It really depends. It really depends. I mean, there's, I've been on, so on Instagram, it's really lovely. Like there's a lot mm -hmm. of really, really nice people on Instagram and there's a giant role-playing wheel of time community on Instagram mm -hmm. and they're great. Uh, Facebook, I've heard that some of the bigger Facebook groups can be quite, there's a lot of bickering, <laughs> but I, I mean, I've found a couple smaller Facebook groups that are really, really nice. There's a Maidens of the Sword group that's smaller and really cool. There's one called Cold Rocks Hold, which is really <laughs> sweet as well. So I think, I don't want to say that like Facebook always gets a bad rap, but there mm -hmm. are certain bigger groups where you know, if you have hundreds of people going at it over a character that someone just hates and bickering about it it's not fun for anyone i don't <laughs> think mm -mm. and i do have to say it is really unusual to have the conversations in our discord unfold the way they do like there easily could be like contention and whatnot built up around it the fact that we can have someone go totally off and be like, I absolutely hate this thing. And instead of somebody being like, well, I hate your opinion and you're wrong and blah, 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 blah. They're like, okay, well, tell me why. Or <laughs> they come up with like a silly joke and like kind of poke fun at them. But it's like, it's like family poking fun. You know, it's goofy. It's not hurtful. It's not shaming the person for their opinion, you know? And like, I don't know how it happened, but like, it's just such a it's such a nice place. It's such a nice place to visit. <laughs> no, I, I check in on your Discord um, quite frequently, actually. I don't always uh, contribute because, I mean, that's just my way. I like to read and listen to what the mood is um, in some ways, trying to just keep on, uh, you know, on the pulse of the of the debate. And it's great to see. Uh, so many different reflections. Um, I, I was going to ask before, because we're talking about how uh, friendly people are or not necessarily on social media. I do recall, <laughs> Tr Tracy, you once told me that you, do you remember when you had your first hate message? Was it, do you remember that you told me about this uh, months and oh, months ago? It might, it might have been Amber, oh, really? actually. Was it really? Yeah, oh, okay. because she was the one who shared it with me. Ah. Someone added us on Twitter and it was, I think maybe this person had been drinking a little bit and just kind of like smashing the keyboard and telling me everything they hated about us. And I was just <laughs> like, 
Okay. I, I guess we've made it. <laughs> we've somehow offended some random person out there. So uh, enough for them to like hate type us, you know? Yeah. Like we're now successful. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what ranks you up there? Is when like people start like hating on what you do. Yeah, well, I'm public, publicly yeah. accessible content. I mean, okay, so sorry, Amber. So you came across that first and obviously shared the experience with Tracy. I mean, ha- other than, okay, the humorous way in which you took it, you painted the picture of this person's uh, level of, uh, yes, drunkenness. Um, Surprise. <laughs> yeah, or, or <laughs> lack of, exactly, yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess you were probably shocked at first, no, to get that kind of a message. Um, how did it make you feel initially? Immediately after reading it, my blood was boiling. I (laughs) messaged Tracy and I was just thinking, I'm going to wait to think about if I'm going to say anything back. And I think they was so good. (laughs) They they took offense to me saying that two characters had probably met earlier on at one point before. This is really silly. Like. (laughs) Me trying to explain this, it's so, it's so dumb. (laughs) (laughs) But I couldn't even understand what they were angry about at first. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe 15 hours after I had read it, I just responded with like a meme of someone with like question marks, like little question mark bubbles popping around their head. (laughs) I just wrote, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) And they went through and deleted everything. So unless they just blocked me, which could be the case as well. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's probably fine. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that, but there, there's a level of, Sometimes there is a level of kind of like putting putting yourself out there can be a little bit scary sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, in this example, it's not like we were getting like death threats or something, right. but it's always a little bit weird to kind of be like, wow, someone is really feeling a certain way because of something I said. Mm-hmm. And it's it's crazy to think about. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, I hope you don't experience that kind of thing on a regular basis because that would be terrible, <laughs> very discouraging. Um, even though, as as I've said, I mean, you know, I was sort of meant, I was about to get to it anyway before, but that you know, your podcast, it's you know, I told you, I think I said on 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 Discord. So as you know, when I go running, you know, I listen to the the road to Tarvalo. <laughs> yeah. yeah? Um, and yeah, to be honest, sometimes I randomly start laughing while I'm I'm running and people people look at me and think, look at him, he's half dead and he's laughing. Um, and it's, it's really, it is very, uh, it's like my companion. And so, uh, yeah, other podcasts don't, don't have that same effect. It's just basically where I'm trying to get to. I'm going to, I'm going to start crying. (laughs) (laughs) But that, but okay, that point then. So when you did your live, um, because the reaction videos that you did, and then uh, I think last week I also mentioned, uh, I I tried to do like a a descriptive text of Amber when she was, (laughs) yeah, yeah, and and then you did this, uh, I might really 
like budget acting is so much so much <laughs> so much you know and <laughs> I thought that was so there was so much depth to it you know amber um it really it really it really took you didn't it yeah yeah there's there were moments where i couldn't speak Mm -hmm. i was trying to form words and it's just like there was a block between my mouth and my brain and just feeling so many emotions but i don't think that there has ever been like a television series Mm -hmm. that where i'm just watching a trailer where i felt like affected right like weeping affected yeah but i I don't know. There's just something about this story that's so big. I mean, it's like an epic. It's mm-hmm. like, it's so encompassing and it's just cool. What a time to be alive, right? right. Am I right? You are. <laughs> I think it's that Jordan has a really amazing ability at making his characters feel real and relatable. Like, I love to hate read Elida. I hate her, but I love reading her character. Like, when you can pull off something like that, you've really got something special. And, like, so many of the scenes in the trailer, like, fucking Faldara. (laughs) (sighs) I mean, seriously, I still feel affected. I can see it in my head without even having the trailer in front of me. And I'm like, that is exactly how I picture Faldara. You know, like the grimness, the gray, the starkness, the straightness, the layered up and defensiveness of it. I was just like, this thing that I first saw in my imagination when I was a teenager is suddenly on a screen in front of me and there's dramatic music. And oh, my God, someone's got top knots. I am crying. (laughs) I'm crying. Like, that's what it was. It was just and oh, my God, the end with a queen. I had to not, like, I had to compose myself to not just sit there and sob, like, at that last moment with her in the trailer. Like, that was hard. That was, like, heart got ripped out. (laughs) But, I mean, because you you, you only just started doing the the YouTube uh, channel, didn't you? Um, And I think we're just a little over a month. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah, but you, you, I mean, you both have different styles clearly in the way <laughs> that you, you, you communicate. So the, you know, the, the the type of words that you use, the tone, the drama, um, <laughs> yeah. And so, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, Amber is a bit more soft spoken, perhaps, yeah. But and Tracy's a lot more like boom um yeah as in your but but your i mean both of you obviously have you know these I mean, the variation is cool of course um and, and I, I i watch your reactions which is obviously the whole point of the video um and it's right, just yeah. great to see the difference um and, and i wonder you know have you had i don't know some kind of drama uh history there isn't have you done acting before um <laughs> well I <laughs> I'm so sorry, suddenly Moira Rose has just popped into my head and I feel uh, like I need an outfit change and a crazy accent. <laughs> a new wig. 
Um, I had, I was kind of working with a couple people in my hometown and we were doing a public access show for fun as teenagers. And it was ridiculous. And no, I will not say the name of it because- Because it's online and you can find it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So we'll leave that there. I'm sure if someone really wanted to do detective work, they could find it, but- You're Um, not going to make it easy for them. Yeah, but for me, it was mostly like writing, like what would be funny in this moment. And I didn't ever want to be on camera was the thing. Mm -hmm. And here I am with my face (laughs) on the computer. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually do have a background with acting and directing. Um. I was part of a Shakespeare troupe for like seven years, um, and it was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, we did, what was it? We did Taming of the Shrew and Flipped the Genders, so it was the girls chasing the guys, and we put it in the 1950s, so we had like poodle skirts and leather jackets and greased back hair, and like, it made it so much easier to do the costumes other than like having it like traditional or whatnot, but whatever. Um, I did that. But I do not think I'm a very good actress. Like, I've sometimes felt like I got cast because I was, like, one of the few people who showed up and auditioned. Um, <laughs> but I do, like, I love I love doing Shakespearean plays. I thought it was really, really fun. There's something about... The drama the, of it all. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I was in A Midsummer Night's Dream, and I was one of, like, the the lead actresses, lead characters, whatever her name is. And, like, I loved every part of it except for when she, like, woke up from her nightmare. I always felt really fake about that because, like, the way that I would naturally wake up from a nightmare was very different from how our director wanted us to do it. And I was finally just like, I'm not doing it that way. It doesn't feel right. <laughs> um. And I think I think that's one of the things that does actually really come back to how we make our podcast is like it is authentic reaction. Like just because we yeah. have experience doing something like this doesn't mean that it's like in any way staged, you know, like keeping that this is for fun. This is just a phone call. It's just Amber. I'm crying in front of and that's OK. Yeah. If you think about other people watching you, it's I, like, too scary. Up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, God, what do I do now with my hands, with my face, with my hair? What do I do? What do I do? But if I just think about it like just another chat with Amber, it's great. It's great. Mm. And it's easy to get lost in that. It really is. Like, especially after doing this for so long. Like, I pop on my headphones, I grab my mic, and we go. And it's so much fun. It's so much fun. And that makes it sound so easy. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it is. It's not hard at all. (laughs) No, no. We never have to edit anything. We're perfection the first time through every time. (laughs) Lies. I know, right? (laughs) 
but I mean, there are clearly you know. degrees, though, aren't there, of, of production? Mm-hmm. Because I mean, what, what I do is extremely simplistic. Um, but you, you know, you go through all of the the different editing elements, and then on top of that, you've added YouTube too, which is <laughs> you know, it's really hard, I think, to do a video and audio edit. I don't know. I've never done it. I can imagine. Um, and yeah, I mean, how do you do the the administrative element. So do you sort of separate the tasks? Do you, does one person do it? Does, how do you, how do you organize it? Divide and conquer for the most part. <laughs> That's really what it comes down to a lot of times is like, I'll take video, Amber will take audio and we'll each grab the files and break them down and cut them. And a lot of times it's then passed back to the other person, which is fantastic because it's always nice to have, especially when you've listened to something. I don't know how in-depth you are with your editing, but like sometimes I'll listen to the same episode at least three times before it's actually published. And when you hear it over and over again, it's easy to kind of like miss things that someone who hasn't listened to it yet will catch. And so I love being able to be like, this video seems too long to me. Can I kick it your way and have you like suggest trimming spots or whatever? Or if you want to take cut it a up, hatchet awesome. to it. Yeah, yeah. Like you are so good at that. And I appreciate <laughs> it so much. Um, <clears throat> I will say, I think, I think Tracy has an ear for background noises and anything that might sound <laughs> a little bit off. Like, keeping all of the audio really clean and perfect. And I think I'm mostly listening for pace. Mm -hmm. So I think we both kind of are, you know, might be one side of the the brain. So Mm -hmm. it's interesting to see what she catches and I miss and vice versa. This last edit was super clean, by the way. It was really good. You're welcome. (laughs) I loved it. I got to clean my whole bookshelf while I was listening to it because I was like, I'm going to be close to the computer in case I need to like do anything. But great job. (laughs) Do do you ever like go think about going back to some of your earlier podcasts from from the road to Tarbell? Oh, yeah. And And burn them? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, not at all. They're perfect. Exquisite. Oh my god it's so funny i went back and was listening to like our first new spring episode because we talked so much about new spring in the episode that we're going to release tomorrow and it was so funny because i was like our audio is off like this just doesn't sound right and i can pull the files in and clean them up and whatnot but i was like i i don't know if i want to do that with all of our new spring episodes and i mean really i think even like the very next episode it was like way cleaner and so we've been able to like keep boosting and maintaining our level of quality which can be really difficult i mean how many different softwares do we use per episode (laughs) it's got to be at least four or five yeah like so we've had to and i mean when we started i did all of the editing because like Amber said I had experience with that but then Amber taught herself how to edit because she was like what happens if something happens to you I need to know how to do that and like it was it was like she took an episode and off 
and running and she kicked it back and I was like you're amazing <laughs> I mean it only took probably 48 hours to do but you <laughs> still hours, did but... it you still uh-huh. did it and it was just incredible like I've worked with people who are like oh I want to I want to make a podcast this is nothing against anyone who has actually said this to me because I will seriously help you if you want to start a podcast but I've had several people who are like I want to do this I want to start a podcast but if you want to have a podcast, you have to be consistent. You have to be determined. You have to have somebody who is able to match your pace and have your back at the same time. And that dynamic can be really difficult to find. Like, I wouldn't be able to do this with anyone else. I know, right? I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, it wouldn't be possible. It's true. And I mean... There are things that are especially challenging for us. Mm-hmm. The time difference. Yeah. Tracy's in the U.S. I'm here in Germany. This can lead to <laughs> some confusing things. Like Maybe me some... being late for this. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm talking more, like mostly about if there's a problem with something. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tracy's asleep. There's nothing I can do at that point except yeah. just kind of. Like. Total your thumbs and wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that does happen. And I I think we've done a really good job of managing those challenges and finding a way to communicate to each other so that in the event that something like that happens, all the tools are available for the other person if they need them, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, that's like, true. We, I'm not as good at Canva as Amber is, but I at least know like the rudimentary functions of it and can like pull something off and pull something together if I need to. But most of the time, like she's got everything up on Google Drive for me, so I can just pull it from there into my computer, use it, and then upload it again. So it's finding, it's finding organization while you're constantly on the run and constantly learning something new and oh, yeah, you still have a life outside of your podcast. <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> you know? you, I mean, you guys are always on. Um, I mean, Discord, I think, you know, any hour of the day, it's, uh, you know, I think you can expect one or other or both to respond to questions or come up with, uh, you know, your own comments. So you want, you do put in a lot of time outside of the podcast into the community. We do. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of work. I mean, you talked about dedication, <laughs> but I mean, you know, also consistency. I, I, I've done, I, I started this year, I've done quite a few podcasts, but I cannot say to myself every Tuesday or every Sunday or every, you know, it doesn't work. I mean, I go through occasions where it's like 10 days I've done nothing and I remember one Friday I had the day off I did three podcasts in one day you know and um, wow yeah I was really knackered at the end of it but as in uh, I was gonna say I'd be exhausted (laughs) you know just to say that I have I don't have the discipline of continuity with regards to day and time but you guys are almost you know Swiss clocks aren't you because it's there's a (laughs) The transformation yes. has become complete. I am now 100% German. <laughs> we're, 
we're we're lucky in the fact that we mostly just work with one another. So if we were out looking for guests every week, yeah. that would just be an entire new element and it would make things a lot harder to mm-hmm. stay consistent. Yeah. But I mean for us it's just like a standing date every week. So mm-hmm. But it, yep. but it requires dedication and, you know, mm-hmm. obviously you're being humans, you're also prone to the occasional illness. Um, you know, somebody gets a cold, somebody else has a headache um, and yet you manage to... Come on, wood. <laughs> Don't Tracy jinx. needs us here. Tracy needs another tapering steroid treatment. Fuck. <laughs> no, but I mean, a whole year, you know, you managed to do this and... I mean, it's a lot. And also, you've committed yourselves to 14 years because more or less, you know, <laughs> the books. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And don't forget the TV series. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Because that's, that's totally derailed us from The Great Hunt right now. And I am sad because I love The Great Hunt. And I was super excited because it's Amber's favorite. And I was like, yes. But then it was like the show's coming out and these trailers are coming out and like, the hype in my heart right now is for the show and like we decided we're just going to take a break like we're posting tomorrow our podcast and video and everything and then we're gonna take it easy until the 19th mm. yeah or whatever day it is that this is happening on yeah, yeah but it's exciting it's exciting like i sometimes i cannot do this also without like the support of my entire family like if my headphones are on, it's generally an indication. Just please don't talk to me. Like, I'm probably working. It doesn't stop Arthur or the dogs every time. But for the most part, my family is really respectful of it. But I also have to I have to put boundaries in place so that this doesn't overtake my entire life. Like, I love doing this. There are a million different ways that we can and do branch out to make this happen in, like, an almost all-encompassing way and it's fun it's fun like that's what I love about it and my family is just like my husband's always like it's so cool that you have a global audience and I'm like right <laughs> did you ever think that was gonna happen and he was like yes <laughs> I think that I mean I'm still like pinching myself when I see like 60 countries mm-hmm. and of people from 60 countries I'm like wow it blows um, it blows my mind. It blows my mind every time. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean but that's the that's the appeal that you have. And um I mean it's only going to grow uh, with the the TV show when it comes out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't imagine that I not sure happening. I sure hope I can't imagine it not happening um, because, I mean, you've also got, you know, we mentioned before this, the unique approach, which is the content, but you, you know, the road to Tarvalon. So that, you know, it's not, you're not simply putting it up. This is okay. We'd have time podcast. No, it's a road. Yeah. You're, you're selling. It's a journey. It's a journey. Exactly. It's a journey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, and people. We get lost. We have shitty maps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sometimes we're just tired and want to hang out at the end, you know, like, and I love that. I know like Amber and I both like to travel, like going other places and seeing other things and experiencing the world around us to its fullest extent. Like, I think that's another thing that helps us pull together and seeing different things in the series that other people don't see, like 
the fact that Amber lives in Germany and can talk about walls, like protective city walls, <laughs> compared to like walls that we talk about in the book series or even what we saw in the trailer, like that's so cool. I think that's very cool anyway. <laughs> we do. I mean, we tend to have a lot of topics like crossover mm-hmm. that we're both passionate about. So it it comes out in the books in the mm-hmm. podcast it's not always just about the wheel of time mm-hmm. i mean yeah no. i real lives of bleed of off my, into it yeah thinking about all of the the bizarre things we have geeked out over and it's been really fun and i love that like jordan was a historian like he loved history and i it took me 15 years but i finally got my degree it's in history like being able to read through the things that he has in the books is really fun because I'm kind of that person that's like, if it happened after the Industrial Revolution, I'm kind of iffy. And the way that the book is written feels very like Middle Ages up to the Industrial Revolution period, as far as history goes for the Western world. And I mean, I'm sorry, that is my area of specialty. So like, I don't have a lot of experience with like how that spread in the Eastern world, but you can see it in the books, like depending on where you are, the region that you're in. And then Rand introduces like universities and people start creating things like there is development and growth in the series. It is just never sitting in one place. And I love that because it is a reflection of humanity and what we do and what we try to accomplish when we, we come together for a specific goal. So I love a good story. It is, there is, there are this part, which is this element, which is a little bit incongruous in that um, you've got these, you know, people who they're essentially magicians, sorcerers, you know, they can open a gate and step through to a completely different part of the world. And yet, they put a train together and people are wondering what's what's that you know and, and I was like, one, one minute this can't be the same community surely but it's there isn't it mm-hmm. it's wild to think about <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I, don't know. I mean but i i do see there is an element of the west the wild west there as well um okay no mm-hmm. no uh, sort of revolvers as it were but i mean <laughs> you know, Matt is. This is not cowboy Bebop. No, absolutely is that what not. You mean? No, no. But Matt, okay. Matt's a cowboy, right? I mean, he has to be. He is. He? Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. A scarf around his neck. Mm-hmm. I'm a Matt fan. I just am. <laughs> but he's. I, 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 yeah. I find he's. For me, he, he's my favorite character. But. Um, yeah, everybody can associate or in some way with a bit of Matt because he's he's naughty, isn't he? And he's full of life and <laughs> he doesn't take anything too seriously, even though he's in a crazy situation. Um, yeah, that's just Matt. He's got that just mischievous, good-natured character to him. Yeah. He stays innocent all the way through, more or less doesn't he? As much as he's uh, dis- yeah. discovered the world, he still has that element of innocence about him. I think I, th- I, think I agree with that. <laughs> Tracy yeah. might not as much. No. We talked about it in our last episode. Like, it was actually your question. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Like character but, development? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
No, I can see that, actually. Like, of the three young men who leave from Emmons Field, Matt goes through a lot. But somehow, he almost maintains the same level of being jaded and still having hope for something better. Like, that part of him, I feel like, is consistent the whole way through, and it does give a sense of innocence. I just, that's so, I had never thought about that, but I think that that's accurate. Maybe that's one of the reasons why I like him so much. Like, <laughs> he's just, he's hes a touching character for me. I, I don't know why, mm. exactly. But, I mean, we've, we, we talked on the show that um, you so, uh, you know, kindly invited me upon. We talked about lots of, uh, you know, gender issues and lots of these other topics. So I, I will put another link into your general channel so that people can go in and listen to a new spring and all of those things. Because it's important to get that sort of uh, the background to how you created, the, you know, or you began or took your first steps on mm. the road to Tarvalon. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, new, new people who are going to come to the show, you know, there there is a bit of a concern, isn't there? Because, I mean, even today on Twitter, somebody uploaded a picture from, I think it was the Radio Times, and they, the media, advertised uh, the Wheel of Time as Amazon's answer to Game of Thrones. And my immediate response yes. was, if Wheel of Time is the answer, what the hell is the question? Yeah, Because as far mm -hmm. as I'm concerned, this isn't a competition with another piece of content. This isn't, uh, you know, mm -hmm. we're not saying this is better than that and so on. No, there's more than enough room within the genre to satisfy mm -hmm. all of these different worlds. Could we not simply appreciate the Wheel of Time for what it is, as designed by mm. Robert Jordan? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's room for all types of fantasy and science fiction. It's just that it took this blockbuster of a show for people to be like, oh, I, I guess I do like fantasy. So, of course, there's always going to be that comparison. Yeah. It doesn't need to be, but it's always going to be there no matter what happens. Mm -hmm. And... To me, that's the terrifying thing is what if the show is just okay? What if mm -hmm. it's not everything that I've maybe imagined that it could be? So that's kind of terrifying <laughs> to think about as yes, well. Yes, it is. Yep. But from everything that we have seen, I mean, I wouldn't cry watching a three-minute trailer if I right. think, you know? Yes. <laughs> like, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't lie and pretend to like something. Mm -hmm. If I just thought it was meh, meh. okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we've already discussed the possibility of hate watching the show, like that that what, could yeah. happen. What happens to our podcast if it bombs? <laughs> if the show is awful, <laughs> then what happens? <laughs> then what do we do? We just keep talking about the books. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're like back to the great think... hunt, guys. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. But. I don't either. And I mean, I think I think if Amazon wanted to pull this off as a big fantasy show, it is inevitably going to be compared to Game of Thrones. And I remember reading an article that was talking about how 
Wheel of Time will be compared to season eight Game of Thrones, which was like crazy budget. And that the was writing what... was yeah. like the budget was up here. The writing was a little bit, you know, down there. Subpar. <laughs> yeah. But for them to like, like for Amazon to pull off a successful show, they have to come out season Swinging. eight yeah. Game of Thrones budget at least budget and they did it they did it and i am not in any like i feel i feel like i should be nervous but i have watched this trailer like so many times at this point i feel almost silly but each time i'm just like it's real it's going to be here i have i have wanted to see a version of this book be real for literally decades. And I think that they have done a really gorgeous job from what I've seen so far in the actors that they've chosen, the architecture that they've chosen, the wardrobes that have been chosen. Like there's just so much about it. Like the fact that we see so much of new spring just in that trailer, I was like, Oh, Bring it. I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Can't wait to see it. One of the things that I did want to mention, because like gender has been a topic for us, was I, I was thinking about The Mists of Avalon recently. I can't remember who writes it, but it is the telling of the Arthurian legend from Morgan Le Fay's point of view. So from a woman's point of view, as opposed to what we usually get, which is Arthur, one of his knight's points of view, and maybe Guinevere every once in a while. Um, but it comes across as a very different telling. And I think that what is happening with the Prime, with like Amazon Prime, is that they are, they're giving Moraine Damodred's version of what happened. So this is the same story. It's just a different point of view. It's a different point of view chapter, if you will. And I... What's interesting about the series, as it starts off, the points of view are mostly male. Mm -hmm. As you get towards the end of the series, it flips and becomes more of an average point of view from one of the women characters. And... I think it's still hard for some people to wrap their heads around thinking mm -hmm. like, how does this change? How is the story from book to TV show? How is it going to be shown? Mm -hmm. And there are people that are worried about things that have fears and it's kind of just, for me, I'm trying to just kind of like put my feet up and wait till I actually can see it. Same. But I think they've got just a powerhouse of a cast. Oh, my God. There's so many actresses and actors in this show that I'm just like, wow. Okay, so Rosamund Pike is pretty much amazing at everything that she does. And in one of the little short clips that they had given us, I was listening to the clip and not even paying attention to what they were showing. Mm -hmm. And just her voice alone, it, I feel like this woman is a storyteller herself. Mm -hmm. And I think that she is just, she's going to give 
everything she's got into yep. this character. For sure. And for, and for a series that is as female driven as the Wheel of Time, I think that they've got like a good a good head, you know. Mhm. Yeah. It's thrilling. It really is. Like I've never been this excited for like a TV show or a movie or anything like ever in my whole life. So this is I mean it's kind of like I think you touched on this before we started recording, but when I was reading this as a teen in like the mid to late 90s, you know, anybody who was like into fantasy or sci-fi got kind of like clumped in with like this weird idea of being a nerd or a geek or whatever. Um, but I remember like kind of keeping my like and it's hard too because these books are massive. But I would like try to keep my book hidden so like people didn't know because I mean those covers were just like a blatant sign. I'm reading a fantasy book and if I didn't you want. I'm sorry. I have to say something. Some of the German covers to The Wheel of Time oh are the most ridiculous book covers I've ever seen in my entire life. I would never hold those books. Like, I've seen those covers. No, thank you. I, They're I, very – they look very 80s, mm-hmm. a lot of nudity. I mean, if I were sitting on the train, it's probably something that I wouldn't yeah. <laughs> want people to see me reading. Yeah, yeah. But I just – I don't know. I I didn't talk to anybody about the books because nobody else was reading them. And then when I got older, it was just like kind of off to the side. Like I still had all my copies of the of the books up to like book 10. And that's kind of where I stopped for a really long time. And it wasn't until Arthur was born in 2014 that I like got back into the series fully again and just like read it while he was awake at night and I was like hoping to fall back to sleep but I don't know this this series has just been with me for so long so long and I am so far not even a little bit disappointed with what I've seen for the show like I love the changes that I've seen so far for them to adapt something that's like an epic it's like a modern day odyssey it really is and they're trying to fit this massive book i think maybe the first three bits of the first three books into eight episodes (laughs) that's yeah that's gonna take some masterful work but it's it's exciting. I mean, you have to be brave okay. as well. I mean, you know. Exactly. Change, if you make Bravery. a change to anything, it, I think the easiest thing would have been to stick religiously to what Robert Jordan had created. Um, mm-hmm. However, to take the step to change it a little bit, to adapt it, to make it more representative of modern sort of social structures, it's yeah. still really brave. And I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. looking forward to seeing how they do it. I think it's actually that bravery that makes everyone working on the show so good like I feel as though from what we've seen both in the occasional interviews with the the people who are involved with the show and then also the teasers that we've seen like there's not a single one of them that comes across as inauthentic or unbelievable like it feels it feels like it's going to be immersive quickly, and I'm really excited about that. So, 
They just released a new clip. Of course like, right they now. did. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How funny. Wow. But we're not so chasing is... after clips right now. We're, we're no, resting. No, we're not. No. We're not. We're going to take it easy. Mm. But Amber, before you mentioned, and, and I, because I asked, oh, let's pause because I want to come back to a point to that. But you mentioned the release times. Um, so, mm-hmm. and you were going to also, so where did this come from? What was the problem behind it? Some Australian issue or what? Well, there was someone online that had just asked Prime Video Australia what time the show will be released at. So they gave them this estimated midday. So now everybody's been checking their time zones and it appears to be that Europe will get it. Like German time zone will probably end up with a 2 a.m. release on the 19th and the U.S. will get it. That would be technically the 18th in the evening, later afternoon. But just, you know, just this one little bit of information had made it out onto Twitter. And then, of course, there's hundreds of people trying to do the math. Like, okay, what time does this mean for me? It's not, I mean, it's not 100%. Don't. Don't take my word for it. <laughs> Wait for Amazon to say something. But it's, yeah, it's exciting. There was another, um, a little bit of dialogue um, between Rosamond Pike in The Telegraph today. And <laughs> I think I've I've been cracking up reading this, but it's just something that I thought that was really interesting. But she said... Some fantasy fans have dubbed the Wheel of Time feminist fantasy because only the women characters are able to channel, which is their type of magic in this in this series, the world's magic powers, including Pike's warrior Moraine Domadred. And she's speaking to the Radio Times. She says, you see many more naked men than you see naked women, which is quite pleasing since women have been (laughs) asked to expose themselves forever and a day. I think this is so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, I love that she's just putting herself out there and making this kind of, like, witty retort about it. Mm -hmm. And it is is kind of like flipping the narrative from Game of Thrones, Mm -hmm. where how much female nudity did they have on that show compared to men? Yeah. And so now I'm just thinking about this, and I'm like, wow, Wheel of Time. Like, you're not... You're not holding anything back now, are you? Very little, apparently. Um, yeah, very little. <laughs> a washcloth amount. Does that sound about right? Yeah. <laughs> Where do I put yeah. this? Yeah. I was just thinking that, like, for me, one of the things that I find incredibly appealing about the series is the lack of gratuitous sex and or violence against women. Like, it is not a happy, fun series the whole way through, of course, we know. But I appreciated, especially when I was younger, you know, like, I, I appreciated too, though, that it was... It, go ahead. I think it's in there. Like, mm-hmm. it's really in there, but you have to read between the lines. Yes, yeah. I mean, there are some very, like, monstrous things that Absolutely. happen to characters. Like, mm-hmm. this is not a happy 
la 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 like no. sunshine series like there are things that are just dark devastating and if you're a little bit younger it's mm-hmm. easy to not read and pick up on all of these little things yeah. but i think if you're an older person maybe not a teenager you'll know when it happens and mm-hmm. it hits you hard sometimes because you really don't expect it mm-hmm. yeah i mean i i'm i'm listening to the audio book of the last few books um actually and i'm on i think towers of midnight at the moment so um mm. and, and when you said before as well about the perspectives of some of the female characters you sense that a lot more by listening to the audiobook because obviously then there is a female oh, voice that narrates it yeah. whereas when i read the book obviously it's my voice which is prevalent in yeah. my mind the audiobook mm-hmm. really pushes it home that actually, no, there are lots of parts, maybe even 50 50, um, I think, as you said, Amber, where the women are, or the women's voice is then represented. Uh, and that's, uh, that's absolutely great. Um, but what I also uh, found highlighted is exactly the point there. What happens to Morgas uh, later mm-hmm. on? Yeah. Yeah. That is exactly, though, the, the point that you were making. You know, that is a, a person being raped there and. The first time I read it, I didn't think there was that level of abuse. Same. Yeah? It, Same. it only came mm-hmm. to me afterwards because, oh, one minute, she has a conversation then with Galad because he said, well, I, you know, I only uh, killed Valda because I thought he killed you. And yet clearly that's not the case because you're here. And, but she said, no, no, he deserved it. Trust me. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah, I did. By the way great fight scene yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah mm. good one yeah i i do and i think that's i think that's what i appreciate about it it's there but it's not shoved in your face it's not the thing that pulls you in or it's not the thing that shocks you it's a reality you know and like the grimness and realness of it is right there for you if you can find it like in that moment, I'm pretty sure Morgase is considering suicide, you know, like she's obviously being abused in a very deep way. And you don't really kind of like have that reaction. At least I didn't. I was the same way. Like I didn't quite fully understand what was going on. And then as an adult, it just like it hurt so much more understanding what she was really going through. So I don't know. I think that's another thing about the books. You can just keep growing with them. You can identify with different characters. You can find out something different. Like, I hate the White Cloaks, but Amber was like, look at all the political things that happen with the White Cloaks. And I was like, oh, my God, you're right. I like them now, but I still hate them. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. But also, I mean, you know, what you say there is very telling in the case of Morgas. So the psychological impact of the episode I, I only, again, something that I reflected upon on this occasion while listening to the book as opposed to simply reading it. You know, for a long time, she disappears within herself. Mm-hmm. She's no longer mm-hmm. a queen in her own eyes. Mm-hmm. She relinquishes the title, of course, but then she's no longer queenly. She becomes a servant. She becomes mm-hmm. subservient to other people. Is this the result of the impact of what she had to survive at the hands of Valda. Is this what happens? This is her own sort of you know, victim syndrome. She withdrew into herself and that was how she protected her character. 
Um, I don't know. I think what's amazing about this more gay storyline, and I know Tracy brought this up previously, so this was her observation, but there's something really interesting about this kind of like stereotypical queen in hiding or Mm -hmm. like princess in hiding undercover. Mm -hmm. And in Morghese's case, she can't say who she is. She's, she would be an immediate target. Mm -hmm. And I think this is just one of the reasons why she doesn't make a case and try and like get back to where she's from and get back to her old self. I think there's many deep reason reasons why, but what you're saying I think is probably one of them. And we've, we've got a character who is just all grit and Morghese is just, when you think of one of these like strong, queens from our own history like Mm -hmm. this is more gays she's completely broken she doesn't know where her children are Mm -hmm. she doesn't know what's going on with them and she's also had a very I don't want to say like bad her her previous marriage was quite awful yeah she had one person maybe that she kind of cared for and counted on and Mm -hmm. things got so bad between them that she says if you ever come back we'll kill you like she's she's very alone yeah and I think for her storyline being reunited with her I don't know if I want to say this because this is a very like big spoiler I guess but Finding part of your past out there in the world is, I think, what she needs to change things. Yeah. Yeah. I I like how she doesn't try to step in and, like, push Elaine out of the throne later on. If I, is that okay for me to say? Yeah, yeah don't okay. worry. Um, okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Like, she's willing to be like, you know what, I just, I would really like to work on myself right now. Uh, I have a new husband, and I like him, so we're going to hang out and do the <laughs> husband-wife thing and uh, have fun being queen. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like, I, feel, I feel like that is the first moment where Morgais actually gets to do what she wants to do, you know? Like... And there's probably some pride there, too, of, like, her knowing, like, her daughter is capable yeah and i i feel like as a parent like that would be an amazing feeling like watching and it and is knowing, and knowing <laughs> that you don't have to step in yeah yeah i i feel that i feel that way about aiden like he's very responsible and makes good decisions in my opinion like i'm pretty i'm pretty proud of him and i feel like confident in what he will choose to do. And I just want to be there and be like, I got you. Just keep, keep going. Keep going. You got this. Mm. And, um, and as you say, Morgas, I mean, in, in the scene where she kind of is revealed uh, for who she is having mm-hmm. been hidden for such a long time, she is referred to, she's not just a queen. She is the 
queen. She's like the queen of queens. Uh, um, that's yeah. how big her personage is within this realm. She is special. Yeah, Andor is huge. It's a. I mean, as far as like nations in the in the Westlands go, Andor's. I think the biggest I think it's army. The biggest one, yeah. Like richest. And they, I'm not sure, like economically, if they can rival Tarvalin, but I'm sure. Mm. I'm sure, I mean, like their resource level is high enough that high, they like. Yeah, because yeah. you know you have like those those sections where Elaine and. Gowan and everybody are like, what are the resources of this region and blah, blah, blah. And like, so you do pick up on like the fact that it feels really real when they're like talking about economic advantages and yeah. resource gathering and whatnot. And you're just like, wow, it's so real. <laughs> <laughs> it feels so real. I'm so glad you're talking about this because I would be like, why aren't you talking about this? Yeah. So, yeah, I would I would say like after the Amaralyn seat would be the Queen of Andor. Because Tyr doesn't have... They don't have a king. No. Camelin has a king. <laughs> Amadicia uh, has the white cloaks. Mm. Yeah. Soldean has a queen. Regardless of the fact that they have a... Saldea. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But they do not... They do not pass down directly to a male or female in Saldea. And Andor, it's always to a daughter. Mm. Like, it's as far as I am aware of, it is the only system that is set up that way in the Westlands, where it goes directly from one, the mother to the daughter. So it's a matriarchy, matriarchy system as opposed to a patriarchy system. But then, like, in Seldea and most of the borderlands, if I'm not mistaken, like, it's just whoever's next in line. Okay. You know, it doesn't really matter if it's a, a male or female, it's whoever is next. And they're all kind of trained for that. I mean, even Fail is like, oh, I know all of this weird shit because my dad trades ice peppers. Yeah, that's it. You yeah. know, like Fail <laughs> knows all kinds of shit that she wouldn't need to know if she weren't going to be expected to potentially at some time in her life take Possibly. charge as a leader. Yeah. Exactly. And then when she does get the opportunity to be that, you're like, damn, girl, damn impressive mm. like she comes out as like this strong intelligent capable character and i love it it wouldn't have happened if she weren't like part of a noble line in the borderlands and had been trained for something like this i love that about her when do you think you're going to get back to the grunt as you both like to refer to it as <laughs> the great hunt <laughs> This is why sometimes we keep our bloopers in the right because it's funny <laughs> um it really depends i don't know how long people will want to be talking about the tv show how long mm -hmm. that burnout period might be mm -hmm. we're just going to kind of play it by ear and see what feels right in the moment yeah but I mean, there we do have ideas where maybe just for a whole episode, we want to talk about the set locations and the mm -hmm. architecture or possibly just exploring more of the costuming and stuff like that. It's, yeah. been, it's been really interesting to see what they're pulling from because yeah. the books kind of have more of a medieval, like lots of embroidery feel. Yeah. And 
we've got Rosamond rocking some pants now. <laughs> and suspenders. So, <laughs> and suspenders, not, even. Don't forget that. So, yeah. I must have missed that one. Yeah. I'm going to have to go back and have a look at these uh, these trailers then. But uh, yeah, because I mean. That one was really good. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a, it was a, it was a short one, but it was really, I, I enjoyed it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you've, because you've talked about outfits, you've talked about, obviously, architecture, you, 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 you really pull, no. pull up, yeah, terrible, isn't it? And this, this, how can you forget <laughs> the cisterns, which you alluded to earlier? Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it. I am proud of spreading that knowledge, damn it. <laughs> I, I, I can't stop quoting you every time I go to the toilet now, but um, it's, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the trailer or one of the trailers that you did the, your recent uh, episode on, it's, you know, two and a half minutes and you mm -hmm. analyzed it for an hour and a half, was it? I mean, you know, on the 19th, they're going to drop three episodes. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, what are you, what are you going to do? die yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're still um, kind of working out what our battle plan for that is going to look like because like it might just be go as long as you can and then when we're done when we can't do any more say all right like and we're done yeah yeah and then like work through that and then come back to it i think we're i think we're looking to turn reaction videos out pretty quickly okay um but you're right like we went through that trailer like frame by frame and i was <laughs> i told amber the other day that like i scrolled across a thumbnail on youtube that was like 10 things you probably missed in the wheel of time trailer and i was like i doubt it <laughs> yeah. mm. i was like mm -mm, no we were we were thorough <laughs> But they, it, the trailers really felt like a love letter to the book readers, though. Just there's so many kind of like nods and little Easter mm -hmm. eggs, and it was cool. Yeah, like I don't know if somebody who hasn't watched the series would understand the layers of emotion that are present in that trailer for somebody who's read all of the books. Like, like I said, I was nearly sobbing by the end of the trailer, just from like a Gwen's answer to Perrin about whether they would ever get home again, like if they would ever see it again. And I was just like, compose yourself, Tracy, come on now. <laughs> it's just a trailer. I, I, I'm still, I think I mentioned the first time I saw the, the original trailer and I'm still, I, I can't get Liana Sedai's expression mm. out of my mind. When she's pounding yeah. oh. this. Yeah. That's just the best facial expression in. She's, know. she's gonna be the darling mm. of this TV show. She is just such a. She's an ass kicker. Mm -hmm. She's, I think she does some type of martial arts training, for her role in Van Helsing, I believe. Mm -hmm. But, I, I think she's gonna be one to watch. She is just a firecracker. I'm so excited. Mm. <laughs> But I mean, I'm sure they're going to change the story arc for her because she can't become that person who is represented in the story later on, can she? Realistically, mm -hmm. she's just too. I don't know. She's right. You can't. You can't start her off at, t at like ten, and then, yeah, I see mm. what you're saying. 
I think she maybe she's just going to be a little bit more reserved. Like, she'll be feisty. And that's maybe kind of like all you'll see from her. And then maybe we'll peel back some layers as things go on. But I mean, people will, I, don't I know. think people will look at her and say, that is a powerful woman. That's what the kind of character I want to have. And then if you get to I like, agree, you, know, yeah. you know, series 42, yeah, and then all of a sudden <laughs> she's in front of the mirror. You know, and <laughs> yeah, and try, trying to flirt with the men and so on, and that would be really disappointing, I think, for some people. I think they could do it if they keep, if they show us just how cunning she mm-hmm. is, because of course you don't want to just paint her as a flirt and a pretty face. Yeah. So if if they're able to keep her kind of political intrigue mm-hmm. like rising along with using kind of like her femininity mm-hmm. as a weapon mm-hmm. then i think it'll work mm-hmm. but yeah you're right i'm sure it's something that they've had to talk about in the writer's room because you don't want a character like that to fall flat Mm-mm. because the potential there is high Absolutely. <laughs> i actually really love the land flip in the books i love it like i love the idea of her going back to her culture, her own culture. Like, when women come to the White Tower, a lot of times their culture is left behind. And Leanne chose a path that was not representative of the way that most Damani women behave. But she'd been trained for that. And she had been trained for it so she could basically befuddle men into trading like stupidly with her you know and so when you hit a wall and everything you've relied on is just suddenly gone yeah yeah like she's she's been stilled she's seeking anything and she sinks into what her mother taught her what her aunts taught her and i think if they can like show her using this in a way like maybe there's a montage of her learning this as a young woman with like older women around her and talking about it and encouraging her and you know something that shows that this isn't just her putting on a pretty face it's and too she needed something, something to hold on to exactly in this yeah. moment mm. yeah that's how that's how i see it it's like She's doing what she knows how to do because she wants to survive, and she is a survivor. Mm, yeah, and I see, I see, yeah. I see what you're saying. I see the strength in that as well. Obviously, um, mm-hmm. it's it's just yeah. That first that first facial expression is so powerful for me. I I can't yeah, see it so being powerful. different. Uh, it's I don't know. Yeah. I think someone made it into a GIF. So like I've been places <laughs> where they're just like playing it on repeat, and I'm like, <laughs> the Leanne love is already strong. I love it. I yeah. love it. I follow the actress that plays her on Instagram, and it's just so fun. Like she does a lot of videos of the training that she does, and like there was like a choreography one recently for like a like a battle that she was in, and it was just. I, I love that people can do that. I can't do that. But I love other I love that other people can and I just sit in awe and like watch like the ability very, to just be I'm very excited for the athleticism yeah. of the cast. Oh my god. Have I mentioned my crush on Daniel Henney yet? You have a crush on <laughs> Daniel Henney. 
Does anyone? <laughs> does anyone not know? <laughs> Good lord, they had pictures of him from like some sort of photo shoot recently, and I was like, share. <gasps> He's just a beautiful human, and the way that he comes across as Lan, like the little bits that we've seen, I'm like, all right, naive, I get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah. get it. I mean, but. You knew these, so both of you, I guess, knew a lot of these actors from before, as in, or, or not? Because I only knew Rosamund Pike. Really. I, I'm not familiar with any of the other of the other Mm-mm. actors. No, Rosamund Pike was the only name that I recognized mm-hmm. when I saw who had been cast, and then from that point, it's just been kind of like familiarizing yourself with other things that they've done, mm-hmm. and. For the most part, it's fairly unknown actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of interesting, like, going back and saying, oh, okay, well, they, they, they played this role on this TV show mm-hmm. and watching a little bit of it and being like, okay, like, I, I think I see what they're doing here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I really hadn't watched anything that Rosamund Pike was in, and then I watched something that said that she was the main actress in Gone Girl, which I had heard of, but I'd never watched. And so I was like, okay, well, I mean, that means I'm going to get a lot of screen time with her. I want to watch this. And oh my God, that movie is really good. (laughs) Cold-blooded. I was like, she's got this. She's got this. Like, after watching that, I was like, I just felt really good about how Moraine was going to be portrayed. I feel wonderful about that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm really happy, as you said earlier on, that uh, they really are going strong on the Moraine character. Um, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing how they deal with the, the long uh, storylines between mm. between Maureen, as it were, if you know what I mean, because yeah. you know she's the mm-hmm. anchor of this opening session, and mm-hmm. what's going to happen? I'd imagine they're just hoping that at that point mm-hmm. the show is just full steam ahead, yeah, and carrying its own. Mm-hmm. And I can absolutely see that with the cast that they have built right now, like. And two, but there there are characters who we don't know who's been cast for them yet. Mm-hmm. So there's, I mean, I'm sure they could potentially get other big name mm-hmm. actors and actresses in there, especially as time goes on. Mm-hmm. If the series does really well, but I we really just have to wait and see. I want the actress that plays. Avasarala on The Expanse to be Cat Swain. I really do. Have you ever watched this show, Zach? It's The Expanse. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. So good. Yeah, okay. I love it. Yeah. Okay. And the, the problem that I had was I, I loved it so much, I went crazy and watched all three, the first three seasons in like one weekend. And then yep. I had to wait a whole year until season four came out. And then when season four came out, I was completely lost. I was like, oh God, I don't know what's happening anymore because I had to wait an entire mm-hmm. year. Um, Rewatch. Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know, I haven't yet done it. So I've still got seasons four and five to go through of The Expanse, but I have to watch number one again. So and, yeah, yeah. Go right so through. good. Okay. Yeah. Good. 
It's a uh, that's we, another show I like to come back to. Like, oh. yeah. we see a lot of the actress Shoray that plays Avasarala. We see her as Catswain character. Oh my god, she'd be so good <laughs> at it. She'd be so good at it. Um, to be continued. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I hope, yeah, to be continued. Um, I, I was going to say as well because normally I only do like one hour because a, a lot of people I, I find. <laughs> don't have the uh, the concentration span but um yeah i couldn't limit it um the way that you know it works um so yeah i mean what i will say is thank you thank you very much it's been oh, a real thank pleasure you. thanks for having yeah. us mm-hmm. always always and welcome yeah invite us back whenever whenever you want well, maybe after the season we'll get together yes and like yeah do a how you feel continuation mm-hmm. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. i'm i like that I'm excited. Absolutely. I'm excited. Yeah. And um, I, I'll offer again my availability whenever you have a sp- particularly uh, cunning little topic that you'd like us to <laughs> oh, jump into. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to uh, help we've, out. We've got such amazing feedback from the episode that you joined us for. Yeah. So yeah. again, thank you. Yeah, seriously. People it's, love it. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we were like, yes, we made a good choice. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so thank you for being with us for that one. Absolute pleasure. Um, and I, like I said, I mean, my brothers have commented on how wonderful that episode was, <laughs> and they never say that about my own <laughs> episodes. So, you know, there's definitely something in that. Um, uh, yeah. That's so sweet. <laughs> Tell your brothers they said thanks. Thanks, brothers. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. All awesome. Right. need a clapper okay we do you know what i was actually gonna look for those on amazon and see if i could get you one and i think you i think she i think you need one amber (laughs) maybe i'll include it in this package that i'm someday going to send you it will happen i keep adding things to it i'm like this is gonna cost a million pounds like or dollars to send to you there's just it's fine it's fine it's gonna happen (laughs) Yeah, but this is what happens when you have a long distance relationship, right? It's yeah. one of those things. Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean it's kind of incredible to get to do something like this. And like I actually <laughs> I was about to send you a message and be like, I finished writing my essay for <laughs> your your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're not going to get even half, halfway through any, I think, these points because there's so much natural conversation that we're going to, you guys are going to chuck in. I, I'm just here to listen um, and and just be entertained by you. So, I mean, this is oh, God, a wonderful that's role. So much you. pressure. <laughs> I know, right? I'm like, no, please lead me. <laughs> I'm not a performing monkey. Um, <laughs> There are actually, there are so many really good questions on here that, like, I'm I'm kind of eager to answer. Like, we don't talk very much about, like, any of these things in our show. I mean, we do talk about, like, our personal beliefs and, like, what should we you, have Tracy, through. Tracy, should you and... save this for a... No! <laughs> no, I'm off and going. Yes, okay. that's a great idea. <laughs> Stop me before I get started and we're like 50 pages in, you know? <laughs> Contain me, please. 
but I mean, we may even just put. I may even just put this in as a start and say, yeah, this is this was our intro, and it was uh, <laughs> completely <laughs> completely off script. But that, but that's what you come to expect, right? Yeah, this is true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. sometimes that's the best part. Is like having your idea, and then like, oh my god, we recorded for our episode that's coming out tomorrow and part of it is just us talking about the characters in Wheel of Time and which one is like a pothead like <laughs> which of our of our friends would definitely be walking around I think my favorite thing that Amber said was the red eye of the world <laughs> just lost well, there's like an there's a long going like an ongoing joke about two rivers to back being like a metaphor right so, <laughs> so funny it was so funny so yeah, yeah off script can be good i like it absolutely i mean but I, I may just sort of stick this in at the end as uh as not quite as a bloopers round but just just to show people <laughs> how you know how you are sort of off mic but on mic that kind of thing yeah we'll, we'll see as an improvised piece we'll i see. like it sounds I'm great okay with that yeah yep two two <laughs>